0: Is actually, you are a real runner, Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and today we're going to be talking more about imperfect eating, a little bit about weight loss. We'll be talking about motivating yourself to eat healthy, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite people, Mom, Mom-in-law, Jan, Mrs. Stover. She's wonderful. Um, let's see. Uh, so, a lot of people struggle when it comes to motivation to eat differently or motivating themselves to eat healthy. comes for a couple of reasons. One reason is that people's definition of eating healthy uh, is so strict and not fun. Uh, It's very authoritarian when they think of eating healthy. It's like it's strict, inflexible rules, and there's punishment for messing up. So if you think of something like whole 30 where it's like ah you messed up you ate too much you had some salad dressing with sugar you're going to have to start over on day 1 um they get into that perfectionist mindset that if there's a slip up they did something wrong um they need to punish themselves to repent or they or they they go and they they punish themselves And they overeat to punish themselves for messing up, thinking that it's going to be a lot of fun. But that's kind of like where we'll see people swing from being authoritarian to being permissive. They might be like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You can have three donuts. It's okay. It's okay. You've had no donuts for a long time. You've been so strict. You've been so, quote, good. It's okay to have, you know, three donuts. And then they start to get neglectful where like the three donuts turns into six donuts And it doesn't feel so good, and their body doesn't feel so good, and then they swing back up to being authoritarian. So again, a lot of people struggle when it comes to motivating themselves to eat healthy because in their heads, eating healthy is very authoritarian. It's very strict. It's very um, inflexible. It's very, like, it's high stress. It's not fun, right? And so they're, like, trying to pump themselves up. That's it. A lot of people think motivation is pumping themselves up. Uh, hyping themselves up, having to take like a pre-workout drink to work out, having to play like, you know, some, some music to get them up and pumping, you know, like that, like they're trying to be like so enthusiastic about this thing. And like, I I don't know, it's not like, that's not how all of life has to be. Um, Another reason people struggle to motivate themselves to eat differently is that they place a lot of stock in these external things. So something like fitting into a dress or a special date, um, like number on the calendar, like, oh, my high school reunion is this day, or my wedding is this day, or my 30th birthday is this day. So a lot of, um, there's a lot of pressure around a date, something external I need to slim down for this thing. And then that date passes by or that, you know, you wear that dress and now you're not wearing the dress again, or you wanted to slim down for summer and you bought yourself to eat pretty strictly for summer. And now summer has passed and you, um, you, you start to be more permissive and neglectful. Um, But, but again, it's, so it's these like being, being super authoritarian, being super strict and inflexible with food and only doing stuff for this external thing. Or even I think about like more external things, a lot of people um, like healthy bet or healthy wage, like, ah, I'm going to lose this weight so that I can send a picture in of the scale and win some, some money. So again, it's something external. And then that thing passes by and it's like, oh, shoot, I am still in my body, (laughs) trying to live life. Now what do I do? Because I actually do need to eat healthy for the rest of my life. But maybe my definition of healthy where I was, you know, not allowing myself to eat any carbs and I wasn't allowing myself to have any sugar or I had to track every bite that I eat I ate or put everything on a food scale, maybe that actually isn't a way of life, but I need to figure out how to eat healthy for the rest of my life because I'm going to have to be in my body for the rest of my life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You guys know I'm when it comes to coaching and when it comes to healthy habits, um, I want you to live a healthy life. And part of being healthy is like being happy and actually liking the way that you eat. And so I come from an authoritative um, a a mindset where I think that we need helpful boundaries and structure. We need to be nurturing. We need to be kind to ourselves. But also when you mess up, when you overeat, when you do something that was quote imperfect, something, you know, it's like, oh shoot. Ah, (laughs) what can I learn from this thing? I don't feel so great in my head. I'm saying mean things to myself or don't feel so good in my body Physically, what can I do to change? So, anytime you mess up, um, from my from my headspace, like anytime you mess up and things don't feel so great, that's your opportunity to be like, what do I need to change? What what is this thing, this emotion or this feeling, this physical feeling? What is it teaching me that I can change and I actually do have control over? Okay, so let's talk about my favorite person, Jan Stover. So I was going back and forth with her over text, just trying to like get into her headspace and how she decided to really make this change when it came to eating differently. Again, there were no special cookbooks. There was no special like measurements of food or anything. It was just um, how she went about things. But So anyways, we got to the bottom of it and basically she was sick and tired of not feeling good in her body. <laughs> she was sick of feeling gross. Um, waking up in the morning and feeling kind of bloated or gassy, um, and then having to take something to relieve those symptoms. And she was like, you know, this is just relieving the symptoms, but I'm not actually fixing the problem. And the problem is that I'm eating a lot of processed food. I'm eating whatever's quick. Um, she said she doesn't really like cooking. So she was just kind of like eating packaged foods. Um, that weren't making her feel so good. It was quick and it was easy. And I get it. I think that we've all been there. I mean this pandemic is never ending, right? And um, it's easy to turn to you know quick things. Uh, I know that the beginning of the pandemic, I hadn't been to McDonald's in like 10 years and we had gone like uh, a couple times a week, right? So we've all done it. we've all done it, but it's like again. This isn't that time, like, to slap ourselves on the wrist and be like, "You need to be so strict to relieve this, to fix this." It's like, what small shifts can I make so that I actually do feel better? So, again, going back to Jan, the pain that you wanted to get away from. So, remember, motivate motivation. Instead of thinking about that pre-workout drink, instead of thinking about that cute workout outfit, start thinking about pain and pleasure. What pain you want to move away from, either physically or emotionally? What pain do you want to move away from? And so for Jan, it was she wanted to stop feeling gross in her body. She wanted to stop feeling gassy. She wanted to have to stop um, having to take something to relieve these symptoms. Pleasure that she wanted to move towards. She wanted to just start feeling better. She wanted to wake up in the morning and feel fine. Feel good, not gross. (laughs) Just feel good in her body and like have that energy to go and do whatever the heck she wanted to do that day, right? So she wanted to feel good, not gross. Move towards that pleasure, away from that pain. The aspirational identity was just like being a healthy person. I know I've heard her say like she just wants to live a healthier lifestyle. Be that person that lives a healthier lifestyle. Not be that perfect person that can never indulge and have fun things in life, but just live an overall healthy lifestyle. If you've seen people um, talk about like 80-20, like 80% do the things that like you need to do, give that 20% of like the fun things, Right. Um, So the easy steps that going with the 80-20, easy steps. She had to eat meals. Um, She said that in the past, she was kind of like skipping meals, which was easy to do because she was drinking a lot of coffee and coffee can suppress your appetite and it can kind of give you some energy. But then again, she wasn't feeling so great. So skipping meals, a lot of times I hear this from people. They try to skip meals because they think if they allow themselves to eat, then they will end up. Um, you know more calories. If they allow themselves to eat actual meals, they'll actually end up gaining weight. But if you're if you're skipping meals at some point in your day, you're probably eating a lot of crap. You're probably eating foods that don't feel so good. Um, so if you actually sit down and like eat a meal that has some vegetables, that has some protein, that'll give you energy throughout the day, and you'll feel you'll feel good, not gross, um, and you won't be turning to quick processed foods. Um, so she had to eat meals. Um, no more skipping meals. And again, it didn't have to be complicated meals. It can just be like, Hey, I'm going to make this chili with these things that we have. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw some veggies and some protein together and have a little bit of carbs and have a little bit of fat, something to make it enjoyable. But it doesn't, it can be a complicated recipe if you want it to be, but it can just be a simple recipe. It can just be something that you know how to make, you know how to throw together. Um, again, she said she was drinking less coffee and drinking more water. Um, so that's a that's a really good tip. Uh, eat, you can still have your coffee, but start your day. Have some water before you turn to the coffee. Make sure you get some water in, and then you start to be that healthy person. If you have that water first thing in the day, you're more likely to drink more more water throughout the day because you can fill it up, <laughs> and then just have it right next to you um, throughout your day. So eating, actually eating meals. She's drinking more water, and then she's having one glass of alcohol. So that is one glass of wine or one beer instead of you know continuing to have it and like ooh this is going to be so much fun and then oh shoot you know it's fun for that second and then you wake up and you're not feeling so great so she was she still allows herself to have a drink and then she still allows herself to have one sweet a sweet so um one sweet without, without having all of the sweets deciding like cool I'm going to have some coffee cake but I'm going to cut off a small slice or I'm going to have a cookie but it's just a cookie. I'm not sitting there and eating the entire bag or saying like, oh, look, I had a, you know, I had a cookie. Um, Now I need to go and clear out the entire fridge. Um, Now that part, I know that that part is hard for people. So how do we do it? How do you become that person that can just have one cookie? And the way to become the person that just has one cookie is by practicing having one cookie by taking out a plate and saying to yourself, I'm having my one cookie and like putting your foot down and being an adult. Like, um, I've heard this, I've seen this so many times. If you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, he's a marketing guy. Um, but I've seen it other, like no one's coming to save you. No one is coming to save you. No one can go in to your head and make you, uh, choose the actions that you take Um, You can work with a coach, you can work with a registered dietitian, you can work with a nutritionist. And I have a lot of clients who have worked with, um, you know, great professionals. But when it comes to them being in the kitchen, it's like, you still have to be that person that says, no, you can only have one. It's like, you know, when you're at the grocery store with a child, you're at Target. No, we're not buying that today. Like, (laughs) we have that stuff at home, putting your foot down and saying like, no, this this is how it is. Um, where's my little, uh, oh no, here it is. Um, again, that is, um, if you do not, if you do not put your foot down, it starts to become permissive and then permissive is going to turn into neglect and it's not going to feel good. It's the same thing that like what we do with credit cards. If you allow yourself to purchase a $6 coffee every day at Starbucks, you're going to get that bill at the end of the month and be like, holy crap, I just spent $200 on coffee. In addition to all of the other things that I use my credit card uh, to buy. No one's saying that you can't get Starbucks every once in a while. No one's saying that you can't buy those cute shoes. But like we need, we need boundaries when it comes to these things. This is just part of living in a modern world. We have everything that we want at our fingertips All you have to do is move your thumb over, move your pointer finger over on your phone and you can get Grubhub, you can get, you know, food delivered to you. You can get Amazon to deliver anything to you. Um, You can, anything that you want um, is just, just moving your, your, your finger over just a centimeter, right? So if it is that easy, if that is just part, like, and that's part of just living in a modern society, that is part of this. This is great. You're never going to go hungry. You're never going to not have food. You're always going to have food at your fingertips. This is great. Um, but knowing that because it is so easy, whereas 150 years ago, it wasn't this easy. That's great. Like, I'm happy that you have food always available to you. And you have these things available to you, but because it is so easy, if you do not set up those boundaries and structure and put your foot down and be the adult in your life and be the one that says no, (laughs) like actually saying the word N O to yourself, like your child, no, you're not getting that you're, you can only have one. If you don't do that, it's going to turn very permissive. It's going to turn into neglect and it's not going to feel good. So um, got a little preachy there, but like, um, yeah, you have to be that one person. You have to be that person for yourself. No one is going to come save you. You have to be that person for yourself. Um, Reach out. You can definitely work with professionals. You can definitely work with a coach. You can hire me as your coach for sure. But um, anyone you work with, anytime you work with a professional, um, they are your guide, but you are the hero of your story. You have to be the one that says, okay, you know, I'm doing this. I made this decision. This is important to me. Um, So going back to Jan, like, right. So like, there's still coffee cake, like on top of her refrigerator, there's still chocolates in her cabinets. You know, there's still alcohol in the fridge. She has to be the one that says, no, you can only have one. Or maybe the words are, yes. You can have one. That's great. You get to have one. That's wonderful. You don't have to be super strict and inflexible and authoritarian. You get to have one. And when you have that one, sip it and savor it. Take small bites. Actually enjoy that thing that you're consuming, that thing that you just spent money on. Don't like shovel it or like chug it. If you're not going to chug anything, chug your water in the morning. But when it comes to these You know, these fun things that you're going to consume, actually savor it and enjoy it. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to you deciding uh, to be that person. And I think back to the motivation thing, it comes down to you are so sick and tired of feeling this pain. Yes, you can go to the cabinet and you can eat that entire coffee cake. You can eat the entire package of, of cookies and potato chips and whatever. But you also are so sick and tired of feeling gross in the morning. And you want to be that person that is healthy and happy and can trust themselves around food. So how do we be that person that can have one cookie? We practice having one cookie and we put our foot down and we say, you're getting one cookie. And that's just what it is. Um, There's some other things too that I want to mention that it, it wasn't really in the conversation that I had with Jan over text, but I know these things. Um, that these are beliefs that she has in order for her to successfully implement this and do this and live this and be this person. I know that she believes that small habits matter. Um, she texted that to me that she said like, wow, these small things really do add up. You know, I've just been listening to your podcast. Um, and it does like these small things do add up. If you do not believe that small habits add up, You will not follow through on these steps. You will keep saying to yourself, ah, you know, that might work for other people, but I don't believe it's going to work for me. The only thing that works for me is when I'm super strict with food, right? So it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't believe that small habits matter. You won't do the small habits. You won't say to yourself, this matters, and you won't follow through on these small actions. You will keep waiting until there's this magical month or this magical 90 or 120 days that you can go all in and do, you know, a whole 100 or cut out, you know, cut out everything and do keto and do two hour workouts. Um, yeah. So Jan believes (laughs) that small habits matter. Um, I want to touch on that too. So even this with the podcast, so let's see, it is February 11th. So I think I started on December 30th um, and I made the decision that I am going to create a new piece of content every-ish day of 2021. And so I've been showing up. I have not been perfect by any means, but you can see my 365 habit tracker. I think, well, you can ignore the bottom part, but I mean, all of January and February Um, there's some days that I definitely missed, but I have been consistent, consistently creating and I have like, yeah, probably like 40, almost 40 podcasts, almost 40 videos, almost 40, um, pieces of content out there on the internet. So small habits matter. I believe I have the belief that showing up every day matters. So then I show up and I do the work and I put this stuff out there. But if I have in my belief, oh, you know, I'm going to magically hit success three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, but I don't ever do in the work, then that, that's not going to happen. Like you have to have that belief that what you do day to day actually matters. So that's one belief that Jan has. Um, additionally, um, oh, <laughs> that she's responsible for her life, that she's responsible for her happiness. So again, that not waiting for someone to come and save her, but using, you know, listening, consuming information from podcasts, from videos, from blogs, from um, books, whatever, consuming that information and then implementing it. Um it's so unfortunate the way that our education system goes, you know, we are, we're so used to just doing stuff for the tests, but not actually doing stuff, um, like implementing stuff and practicing stuff, problem solving skills. Um, I think we as adults really, really struggle with that. A lot of us went to school where we heard lots of lectures, but we never did anything with the information to actually make it concrete and make it tangible. And so, um, a lot of adults have trouble with problem-solving skills. A lot of adults have trouble trouble with implementation, and a lot of adults have trouble with breaking things down and doing it and like, ah, see, look, I did. Um, and this isn't me just saying it about other people. This is definitely, I hold my hand up. This is definitely something that I've struggled with and I've kind of gotten better at. But like, uh, yeah, so small habits, being responsible for your life, doing the thing, not just consuming the information. And then that last thing, yeah, that she can change. So she has that belief that um, she's not stuck. She's not a victim of her circumstances. She has a belief that she can change. And I would also say that um, she probably believes that she's worthy and deserving of the goodness um, of her life. She's worthy and deserving of enjoying her day. Now, I, I know it's weird to say, but it's like, like, this is stressful. This is very stressful being at home during a pandemic and taking care of your loved one, right? Like, that's very stressful. Um, And making the decision to say, like, hey, you know, how can I make the best of it? You know, I'm deserving of making the best of this situation. I'm still deserving of having um, happiness and joy and pleasure in my life. Um, I'm, I'm deserving of waking up and feeling good in my body. Like having that belief, um, I can tell that I can, I know based on her actions and based on what she's doing and based on the beautiful art that she's been creating that those are beliefs that she has for herself and those are beliefs that I mean we would want those beliefs for anyone in our lives that you're deserving and worthy of happiness that you're deserving and worthy of pleasure in life that you're deserving and worthy of having a good day of waking up and feeling good in your body you're deserving and worthy of that so yeah. So we went over pain, <laughs> what you want to move away from, pleasure, what you want to move towards, aspirational identity, that person that you want to be, easy steps. Let me say that again, easy steps. If you are eating crap all day long, do not make that big jump to tracking macros. You don't need to. If you're eating crap all day long, just start with eating vegetables and protein with all of your meals. Add those in. Um, just start with that and do that for like weeks and weeks and weeks, and see what happens. You actually do not need to track macros. Um, uh, easy steps, and then having those underlying beliefs that you are worthy of change, you're responsible for your happiness, you're not a victim, you are not a victim, you can change, and you're worthy of having that life that you want. So those are my tips on how to motivate yourself to eat differently. There's one more thing I want to say. Oh, I wanted my um my year of growth client. She was talking about how. Uh, I think that we're, what are we, like six weeks, five weeks into 2021. And she said, this is the most that she has ever worked out in a year. So we're a month, not even a month and a half, but like, you know, like a month and almost a month and a half into 2021. And the workouts that she's been doing is more than she's ever done in a year. And I want to tell you the workouts that she's doing, I gave her 15 minute workouts. I showed her how to create 15 minute workouts using her body weight and using, um, soup cans. (laughs) I think she has soup cans and she has like a a band, um, a band, uh, from physical therapy. So like she has been, she said, this is the most that she's ever worked out just 15 minutes. And she's seeing changes in her body. She feels stronger. She can do more, more reps or it's easier to do squats and, Um, She's actually seeing the physical changes in her body as well, right? So just from 15 minute workouts, nothing complicated. Again, if you are sedentary, if you are doing nothing right now, you do not, you actually don't need to um, go on to you know YouTube, and try to do a forty five minute workout. You don't actually need to do that. you can just start with a fifteen minute workout. You can just start with uh fifteen minute walks. you can start with ten minute walks i actually what i've I've been doing i started this yesterday um I have been trying i've been trying to motivate a ha- ah here's i've been trying to pump myself up to do yoga, and I know that there's all these yoga channels on. Uh, YouTube and I have not been able to pump myself up. And I was like, ah, Jacqueline, (laughs) use your resources that you know, how can you actually do this? And so I went back to the pain I'm sick of. I'm sick of feeling lethargic during my day. I'd like to feel more energized. I'd like to be someone who can do yoga. I'd like to be someone who turns to yoga when they're bored or they're stressed or they're just blah, right? So my easy steps, I go onto YouTube I type in five minutes or I type in a 20 second interval timers. It's a great resource. Type in 20 second interval timers timers, and then for five minutes, I do yoga poses. I know how to do downward dog. I know how to do chair pose. I know how to do these things. Um, So I just practice doing that for five minutes. That's it. That's it. But it shows that I have these beliefs that small habits matter. It shows that I'm you know, i responsible for my body and for my happiness and what happens to me. And it, and it shows that I believe that I can change. I believe that I can do these things. So how did I motivate myself to do these things? I went through pain, pleasure, aspirational identity, easy steps instead of waiting until I could pump myself up to do a 30, 40, 60, or 90 minute yoga. I'm just starting with five. So Those are my tips. I hope that they are helpful. I hope that hearing more about how Jan has incorporated these small habits into her life and she has actually gotten those results that I know a lot of you want. I know a lot of you want weight loss, and that's totally fine. I am not telling you that you cannot change your body. I just want you to go about it in a way that's actually going to help you long term and it's going to help you um, besides just the scale, besides just the scale, it's going to help you feel better in your body. It's going to help you feel more energized. It's going to help you feel good when you wake up in the morning and good. When you go to bed, your stomach's not going to hurt. So those are my tips. If you are not in the systems for self-care Facebook group, make sure you click the link to join the seven minute self-care session is ready. I will put that in the Facebook group. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'll see you in the next one guys. Take care. Bye.